0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Cup of Beauty, the Trust podcast series. Today we are speaking with three staff members who are involved with our Carers Employee Voice Group. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Thank you Ben, my name is Emma Davis, I'm a Community Children's Nurse for the Royal Hampton Trust and I'm also um, a carer for my disabled father um, in, my, in my personal life.
2: I'm Balvin Drevera, I'm the Head of Equality, Diversity and Inclusion here at uh, the Royal Wolverhampton NHS Trust and I also chair the Carers Employee Voice Group. And hi, my name's Gwen Nuttall, I'm the Chief
3: Operating Officer here at the Trust and I've recently become the Executive Sponsor
0: for the Carers Employee Voice Group. So why are we doing this podcast episode? (laughs) Well Carers Week runs from the June 7th until June the 12th and we are here to find out more about being a carer and any support or resources they might be able to access. So let's start with what is the definition of a carer?
2: So I don't mind starting with that one Ben, so I think being a carer is um, a role where you're really involved in looking after someone. It doesn't have to be a formal role and it doesn't require a formal assessment of any kind. Um, You can look after someone that might be an elderly parent or a relative. You can also be a carer if you're looking after a child um, who has additional needs. But it can also be looking after a friend um, with medical appointments or or something like that. And anybody can become a carer at any point in their life. Um, So it really is quite a broad and general um, description.
1: Um. I would, if I could just add that. Um. Yeah. I think there's many different ways you can you can be a carer, and you may not actually be a care, be actually caring for someone, and actually not realising it. And sometimes these things then build up, and it's not until maybe somebody would say to you, actually, yeah, you you're doing the shopping, you're going to get the prescriptions. Have you thought about you know? Are you actually a, a carer? And I found that somebody actually sort of said to me, and I, I really I did, So that's what I was doing and I didn't realise it.
0: So actually being a carer yourself, Emma, uh, how long have you been a carer and can you tell us a little bit more about your own journey? Uh, Yes, so um, in
1: 2018, my father unexpectedly had a a stroke. He was fit and healthy. Um, So it came completely out of the the blue. Um, And he was in hospital for, uh, I think it was five months that year and then the following year, he, he had um, a head injury and had a brain hemorrhage and that was four months in hospital so everything he'd learned to do the previous year he had to relearn again in the, the 2019. Complete, it was a complete shock to us all and literally overnight my dad's life changed, our family life changed. I, was, I lived close by to my parents and we were close, close family but very small family um, and subsequently my mum became his main carer. Um, so actually, my what I do is actually, um, I'm sort of, there's been times during this where I've almost been in, an emergency carer. Something more that something crops up with my mum, um, maybe it's appointments, hospital, um, she's been unwell at, at certain times. And, and that sort of then impacts on my ability to, to be able to work uh, and, and then that's, you know, um, has sort of different consequences. But again, it, I don't directly do my dad's personal care. Um, he, he has some some independence but uh, my mum supports him with. It's simple things like I I walk the dog a uh, couple of times a week. It just means that my mum isn't doing it every single day. or. I might make, okay, let's all go out because it's easier, perhaps if I come as well, and then it's just, it just makes life a little bit easier because it can be quite physically demanding and and things you have to plan ahead for when when just wanting to be out socially.
0: So do you feel there is any misconceptions about being a carer? Um,
1: I think, it, I don't want say it's misconceptions, it's just an awareness of what a carer can be. Um, I think people people do care for elderly relatives, but it isn't just about caring physically for somebody who is who is um, of the next generation to you. Um, it is a lot broader than that. I think.
2: Sorry, yeah, I, ju- I think um, one of the things that we're really trying to do is encourage people to recognise what being a carer is, and and to understand that that therefore there is you know support and and. Uh, resources and, and information that's available to them and we know that when we look at some of the, f- you know the figures and statistics around caring in Wolverhampton that there are a lot of people who are caring informally um, for, 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 for people who are you know our patients and um, you know and even our staff members as well. Um, so it is something that I think not everybody recognizes as a label or as a, as a, a role but I think there are a lot more people caring than what we are aware of, I think, at the moment. I
3: think the other thing for me, just listening to Emma talking there is, I think we can all understand and know that if someone's doing that direct care, i.e., you know, it's a mum caring for a a relative, but actually it's that relief care and support that's actually far wider than I suspect we probably realize in terms of our family dynamics um, that we probably just need to recognize because sometimes if something happens to the main carer actually it's supporting that individual and supporting and making sure that we've got just a recognition and an understanding of actually the pressures that that can cause to to family life Um, and if you don't live nearby that can be even you know more challenging. Um, and, and everything. So uh, you, you kind of touched on a really important point there by explaining your your caring role. Um, whilst it might not feel like it's direct, it is. It's actually you're supporting your mum. Yes,
1: I'm You're a carer for your
3: mum, which is your for the uh, Absolutely, and it's really vital that I think we recognise the impact that that
1: can have. There's times where. I'm not worried about my dad receiving the care he needs, I'm more worried about my mum's yeah. health physically and, and, and mentally.
3: Yeah. And I think that's a huge burden that we don't recognise actually, probably in society. It? We might, might not solve that but we can you know, certainly talk about what we can do here at Royal Wolverhampton to see if we can support people.
0: So Emma, how rewarding do you find being a carer is?
1: I actually find it very rewarding it, i mean i was always close to my parents particularly my dad anyway um and yes it is it is, it is very tough um and when, if i have to do it on a day-to-day basis um during times of, of if my mom's been unwell, it is draining and you can see you can i can see it from her aspect but my approach to it is sort of evolved and developed, and I've had to learn as I've gone along. And it's actually that relationship I've built with my dad; it, it's it's still there. And I just, I sort of, I we still do the things that we did before he became disabled, which is, a, which is the biggest thing for me. The main one of the biggest things that we actually did was go back to waltz matches because it's something we always did prior to that. And I just, and it's just. I th- we're always thankful that he hasn't. Although he's had some impairment cognitively, he still understands. He still recognises us, and it hasn't affected his behaviour as such. So is the personality is still there, and I can tap in on that. And we can he can the conversation is a little bit still. His speech is affected, but he we he understands, and we can have those conversations. And I can be very relaxed with him, and. He's all he all, he knows what I, I do and he's appreciated of of, of what I do for, for him and my dad and mum.
2: Yeah, so just following on for Emma then, it's um, so obviously that we do have an employee voice group that does support carers and just being able to have a forum and a space where some, of, some where their carers can come together. And you know, provide that network of support to one another, and also um, you know, support from the trust as well um, around what those needs might be, and just have an avenue to talk about the impact that caring might be having on them on that particular day or that week, or what's going on at work for them, and just being able to hear that and hear those those stories from our carers is, is really, um, it's really rewarding and, and, and invaluable because you do get that insight into understanding what's going on for them and, and what differences can we do to support them because they're making you know such an enormous contribution to health um you know to the obviously the nhs and and, and working for us but equally you know to supporting people their loved ones at, at home um because that has a massive um, impact as well uh so it's, it's an absolute pleasure working with with the carers employee voice group and you know as part of carers week as well um it just gives us that opportunity to really just celebrate some of that and celebrate some of the contributions that, that our carers are making on a daily basis and sometimes that doesn't really go recognised and it's you know it's really uh, important for us to, to try and raise that profile a little bit and raise that awareness.
0: So obviously we've touched a little bit on there, but what are the is there for, for carers, available to carers?
2: So I think Balm's
3: talked about that we, we've got the, um, obviously the group. And I think the key part of that, in terms of that, the, the group being there to support people, is that listening bit and to make people feel comfortable that we recognize the work contribution that you make, which is absolutely invaluable, but we can be here to provide advice and, and guidance. Um, recently, well actually last year, we developed um, the Working Carer's Passport. The Working Carer's Passport um, that's there actually for staff to to help work their way through, but actually it's also for managers, because I think there's there's a lot of challenge sometimes where people do suddenly have, just have to say I've got to go, my child's ill, my dad's ill, my friends, Ill. you know whatever that that caring element is, making sure that staff also and managers can work through, so that passports there is just as a practical, it's not a must do tick box scenario but it's very much there as a as a guide to help staff but equally i think the management inputs into just understanding and it it just helps to be honest it's just supposed to be a little bit like this podcast a conversation that staff and managers can have around how can we support each other how can the employer i.e the trust support people who are having to do the caring Um, And I really hope if people are not aware of that, they can just check it out. It's going to be on the website. I'm sure we'll we'll tag all the details um, and and everything, but it's there on the website. And just have a look. Because I think one of the things, and I've got some experience of, of this through caring for a carer, it's a minefield when something just suddenly blows up in your face and you don't know. You just don't know where to go, where to start. You know, there could be all sorts of regulations around money, support, social care, and you just need to know where to go. So that helpful advice, guidance, passport is just there as a tool. And then we've got experts who've been through it all that will be in the group that can help support. So for Emma, who's probably mm-hmm. learned as she's gone along, actually she's a
2: valuable expert to help point people in the right direction. Uh, for people to come along and tag in. Uh, absolutely, Gwen. And I think you know that's that's the real um, beauty of the group is that there are so many people there who are willing to share their their experiences and to give tips and advice. And or you can go here for this or you know I, I went to the Wolverhampton Care Service for example, and you know and that's that's really helpful because not everybody knows everything about every element of. Uh, what goes on when, you're, when you when have, suddenly have to take up a caring responsibility, um, so that, that works really well, well in the group um, and the carer passport, again ma- many of the carers on the group have used the carer passport um, and I think it is working quite successfully and we just want to make sure that everybody um, who is a carer within the trust knows about it and we just want to try and raise that awareness and that profile around it. No, Emma, do, have
1: yes. You used it. So? Yes, yes, I did. Um, I joined the, the employee voice group here okay, was uh, around the same time as the passport came out, and and it just all fitted into place for me, to be honest. Um, and yes, yeah, so as soon as it came out, I, I I did do have um have that conversation with my manager. My manager throughout all this has been very supportive anyway. She knows what what's happened for myself personally. And it was just—it was just a conversation, and it was just literally—I felt writing down our previous conversations and pop it in, pop it, just popping pop it in writing, really, and and so so it, it's, it's there, and 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 signposting and and looking at other ways that could could support. Yeah, you know, I think I remember my manager saying to me, you know. Is there anything else I can put in place for you? You know, following this conversation, and there were, you know, there were sort of those little um, things to think about within that passport that, that could that could work for for some, for others, whatever, whatever suits your needs. It's, yeah, you know, it, it is there. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it was just putting down the previous conversations into writing, really, and it's just there as a as a tool, as as Gwen said, if I need to.
0: So. With the group, and obviously, it sounds great, but how would somebody get involved with that if they wanted to, if they were listening to this now? So,
2: um, there, are, uh, there is a web page, so we have an employee voice group web page on the Water um, um Trust website, um, So and then there's a an e- dedicated email address on there um, for the carers employee voice group, so it's just a matter of dropping an email into that inbox and that will be picked up by us and then. The, you'll be invited to the carer voice group meetings and you'll receive all of the information. We also have some materials and bulletins and useful information such as the carer passport on those web pages as well. So we can also, you know, that, that's a good point to direct people to. Um, the meetings, the group meets monthly um, and it's an hour a month and uh, we try and be flexible and change the time so that it's kind of going to meet the needs of everybody in the group as best as we can. We always we appreciate that that's not always possible. Um, but yeah, that's the easiest way to get in touch. That's brilliant.
0: So what would you like your final message to be for any carers who are listening to this?
3: So from my perspective, I want to say thank you. Actually, I do recognise and appreciate that working and being a carer, or caring for carers, is not easy by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, You know, the emotional challenges of coming to work and then having to perhaps go home and and do some caring. Um, So I I think there's a thank you, I think there's also, and I don't want to say trite, but just to get out to people that actually the Trust does recognise that this, is a huge potential challenge for some staff and we want to support here um, if if in any way we can. So we're open to ideas and suggestions. Uh, And I think my message would be to staff and to managers, if you're really not sure what this is about, check out the website that that Babs talked about, check out the group. Um, And even if it's only once, just come along, pick up some info, get some signposting,
2: and we'll try try and help. So my um, kind of final words, I suppose, would be um, just a bit of a shout out really to Carers Week, um, and that as a trust, we are going to be running quite a few events on during that week. Um, So please, if you've got any time to attend one of those, um, so we've got the the Wobhampton Carers Service attending, and they're doing a session for us on the uh, 7th at lunchtime. We've also got a mindfulness session that's dedicated to carers. Um, that's being held during the week, so ta- so just take the time to um, learn a little bit more about what's on offer and what support is available, um, and you might be surprised, you know, in terms of um, what's available.
1: Um, I think for myself, it's the fact that we're working as carers in, in coming from a caring profession. profession that's that. You know, that's you know why why we work for the NHS but then to, to have to then carry that on at home and not and what I've learned to have to do is finding that, finding that balance, and, and which e- I know isn't always easy for every every single carer, and, and having that time, be able to have that time for yourself. And so being aware of, of your own needs as well as the needs of the person that you're caring for. Well, that's, that's
0: great. So thank you all for joining me today. It's been really interesting to learn more about carers and what's coming up for Carers Week. Um, We'd just like to ask everybody to please make sure they check out all our previous podcasts and look out for our next one coming up next month. So thank you very much, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.